everyone to the Monday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crawley, and we actually have a ton to get to. Usually, like at the end of the week, there's not a lot going on, but that is not the case with what happened last week. There's a ton going on. We're going to talk about a new change that the New York Times is talking about with regards to vacation homes. Yeah, beach homes are about to get a lot more expensive. We also got some new data from the Census Bureau, but I want to start by talking about this TikTok video that I mentioned on Friday's podcast. The news broke late Thursday, so I didn't have time to really kind of get into it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do all this research and look at all this data because I, I, I listened to this TikTok. So it's his real estate agent in new, not new, he's in Las Vegas. And I don't know where the new came from. He's in Las Vegas and he's talking about Zillow or Redfin or one of these companies that exists online and show you home prices. And now, of course, some of these companies are buying up homes. And he has this very elaborate theory on what is going on. And so here is it's like a two minute clip. And this is about, I think, like a minute or so. The gist of what he is arguing And let's say that billion dollar company uses that information to go into that zip code and start purchasing houses. Because the people that are selling their houses, even though they sell it for a little bit less sometimes than what the home could actually be worth, and they pay these high fees to this billion dollar company, it's a convenience factor. So this company's scooping up houses less than what they actually could cost. And let's say that that company, excuse me, Canoe, that company buys 30 homes within a two mile radius. And let's say the price is 300,000. So they buy all of these homes for 300000 And then on the 31st home, they buy it for three forty. Even though they know all of the all of the comps. Because most people have to get a loan. And if you get a loan, you have to get an appraisal, which means the appraiser is going to look at what homes have sold in the area for that size and that price per square foot. So they're paying cash. They don't they don't need an appraisal. Why would they pay three forty? For this 31st home, whenever they've only paid 300 for these others. Well, what that just did is create a new comp. So when they go to sell these other 30 homes, that extra $40,000 that you could say this one sold for 340 just made them $1.2 million off that one neighbor. Because they know from their research how much people can afford in that zip code. Weird. All right. <laughs> It's all I can take at the video. So it's actually a longer video because it actually gets cut off, at least the one I've seen on Twitter. But so what's the gist of his argument? His argument is, is that Zillow has been accumulating all this data and that they're now using that data to figure out what people can afford in these certain zip codes. They're buying up these homes. And then, as he says, then buying that last home for more, creating a new comp and then selling them all. And that's how they're making some quick money. Now, in any other market, I would say... Okay, I mean, I wouldn't believe it still, but I'd say, okay, you know, let's look into it. But there is no way in hell anything he is talking about is happening in this market. It doesn't. It makes no sense. Okay, so here are the two major points of, of his argument. So the first one is that people are selling their homes under market value. Where is this happening? We are at historic lows with regards to housing inventory. Historic lows. This has been this way for five months, six months, seven months. And we actually got some new data from the Census Bureau. We'll talk about that in a second. It's still there. Where are people selling homes for under market? (laughs) 
Like, where is this happening? Where are you? Where are these people finding deals? So I have a little problem with his argument. Oh, they're, anyway, I love he's like, they're selling it for under market and they're paying high fees. So you're telling me these people are selling their homes for under market value and paying high fees. What? Where is this happening? The guy says he's in Vegas. Isn't Vegas seeing like 20% year over year growth in home prices? Where where are they buying these homes for under market value? And then the other problem I have, they're buying 30 homes in a two mile radius. Once again, where is this magical place? You'd be lucky to find 30 homes for sale in a two mile radius. Better yet, better be able to once again, find 30 homes in a two mile radius and pay under market value for all of them. In any other market, I still wouldn't believe it, like I said, but at least I would give it maybe a second thought. This is coming from someone who supposedly works in real estate in a supposedly hot market. None of what he's saying makes any sense. And it's so funny because like, you'll read some of the comments from people because here's the reality. I'm going to give you a little bit of advice here. If you want to ever want to have a video go viral, if you include the right enemies and that would be like, you know, Wall Street, Washington, the establishment, uh, hedge funds, like anyone who you like landlords, anyone who universally is hated, who most people have a negative opinion of and say they did X, people will just run with it. They'll just run with it. It's why politics, you can come up with the craziest conspiracy theory on the planet. And as long as it's about the opposing side, your side will believe it because they hate that person so much, they'll believe anything negative. And so people don't like Zillow. They don't like billion dollar companies. They don't like billionaires and millionaires. And so this guy makes this argument. Everyone goes, yes, yes, this guy's right. And I love it because like one of the comments, one of the top comments underneath what he said was this person goes, my mom's house sold for way over asking price. And I found out Zillow bought it. Okay, well, that kind of flies in the face of what he's arguing because he's arguing that they're underpaying for homes and charging high fees. And you're like, yeah, no, this guy's right because my mom's house sold and it sold for way over ask. Well, guess what? That's going to be a really hard problem for them to do exactly what he's alleging, which means they're going to have to buy the home and then jack the price up in a cooling market, in a cooling housing market. The last couple of weeks, we have seen record level of homes having to adjust their prices. So, yeah, I'm a little confused as to once again where this magical place is happening, where all this is going on. So, I mean, this video caught attention. I mean, so much so that the Redfin CEO and Zillow had to release statements refuting the claims that were being made. And of course, no one believes them because they're evil, rich people. But it's, I'm, I'm sorry, it's insane. I mean, the guy's argument you'd have to essentially know nothing about real estate to make that argument because none of what he is saying could exist in this current marketplace. We are looking at a hot market where people are getting multiple offers above asking. And he wants you, he wants you to think that people are selling their homes under market, paying high fees, and they are doing so at a, what, 30 homes in a two-mile radius. They're underpaying for 30 homes. It, I mean, basic economics waved bye-bye to us a long time ago. There's just no way that's happening. There is 
zero percent chance of what he's arguing. Now, if the market cools, people are looking to cash out. They want, you know, they feel like they missed the boat. Okay, fine. We can have that debate. But none of what he is saying, I will promise you, has happened in the last five or six months. It's amazing to me because I've even heard people in the real estate industry talk concerningly about these hedge funds that are buying houses. Like I saw another comment on Twitter. Someone said, we can't outbid these hedge funds. And it's true. Hedge funds have like unlimited money, right? They have more money than, than we do. So I get that. But there's a problem. There's a problem with all of this. These guys have to make money. We don't. So if I want to buy a house and I love a house, right? Like I'm like, I love this house. I want to buy it. And I'm even willing to buy. I'm willing to, to, to pay more than I should. We can do that because we're going to live in the house. We don't need to make a profit on the house. It, it takes 10 years for you know me or whoever's buying the house to see that appreciation, but I love that house. I'm willing to do that. A, cumber, a, a company, I almost said, I try, I try to say corporation and company. A corporation can't do that. Profits are quarterly, man. <laughs> they have to make that money. They can't overpay for houses. And then hope that 10 years from now, they're going to pay off. I'm sorry. That's not the way companies work. And so there is nothing, zero, zilch, nada, nothing about what this guy is saying. This TikTok that makes any sense in this market. Zero. Seriously, talk to anyone. I don't care who it is. Someone that has even the most loose affiliation with real estate will tell you there is no way anyone is buying homes in bulk under market. It's not happening. It's just, it is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And yet it went crazy because they picked up because, oh, he's talking about these evil internet companies and data, data, they're using data. It's the terrifying word, hedge funds, data, all this stuff. So yeah, no, it's, it's, I didn't even do any research. I just had to watch the video again. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So hopefully you have not been fooled by it. I'm hoping you have not. Come on, you listen to this podcast, you have not been fooled by it. All right? Okay. Like I said, I didn't even need to do the research to find out how stupid that comment was. All right, something that's not stupid and something that you do need to be made aware of, and a lot of people probably are not aware of this, flood insurance. So flood insurance, for those that don't know, let me give you a little background on this. The National Flood Insurance Program was created in 1968 and is the primary provider of flood coverage. It is priced largely on whether a home is located inside the so-called 100-year flood plain. And so it's, it's kind of the way the prices are figured out is it's kind of even across the board. Well, for a long time, people have realized, and in fact, and I say a long time because John Stossel did a report on this, I want to say like 20 or 30 years ago, about how what's happened with this program is that rich people's beach houses are getting subsidized by everybody else, by people that live in the floodplain but live far away from water, and also taxpayers because uh, the way the flood program works is it can uh, use money from the treasury to help pay their bills when they run over, which they always tend to do. So Christopher Flavel over at the New York Times writes that, well, this is changing. If you have not heard about this, it is changing. 
The changes will begin on October the 1st, which means those purchasing a home in communities closest to water will see much higher flood insurance premiums. And for existing customers, rates will start to rise next April. And if you're wondering, well, you know, what is this? Like a couple hundred bucks, something along those lines. No, no, this is not a trivial increase. The Times talked to Jennifer Zales, a real estate agent who lives in Tampa. And in fact, Florida is one of the big places they say that's going to be hit the hardest. She currently pays $480 a year for flood insurance. However, under the new system, her rates will eventually reach $7,147, according to her insurance agent. Yeah, that's not a small amount. (laughs) I mean, that's over 10 times what she's paying right now. 10 times. If you don't think that's going to be impacting home values, I got a bridge to sell you. Okay, so here's the silver lining if you're looking for one and it's it's small. The new system of determining rates will not kick in all at once. The Times reports that 2.4 million homeowners rates will go up by no more than $120 in that first year. However, for 230,000 households, they're looking at anywhere from 120 to 240. An additional 74,000 households will see costs go up between 240 and 360. And for about 25,000, they're going to see their costs jump between 360 and 1200. And that's jumping on top of whatever they're already paying. About half of policyholders won't see the full increase for at least five years. And for many, it may not be for 20 years. So they are staggering it in. It's not going to be all at once. Because that would just be, I mean, that would cause like an absolute panic. (laughs) And they know that. So they're kind of staging it in as it goes forward. But there's something that's kind of important to remember. And that is the people that we're talking about are wealthy people. They're very wealthy. And wealthy people have political connections. And the Times does note that something similar was proposed almost 10 years ago went in effect, and then a few years later was reversed. (laughs) The uh, lobby of rich people were able to get this reversed. And so the wealthy are not going to like their flood insurance premium skyrocketing. Because let's face it, we all know that some of the wealthiest people are the cheapest. (laughs) So people are going to say, oh, well, Tyler, come on. These people can afford this. It's no, no big deal. They don't like spending money on anything. Better get seeing that bill go up exponentially. And so they are going to fight to once again have this repealed. But things are different than they were 10 years ago. I know it seems kind of weird because you would think that so many years of economic growth that we'd be kind of like where we were in, you know, I don't know, the mid-2000s or the late 90s where there wasn't this sort of class warfare going on. But if you look at what's happening politically, you have rise of populism happening on both sides, the right and left. And populism is essentially, you know, this argument about the elite and and um, people being sort of left out in society. And this is on both sides of the aisle. I mean, if you listen to the arguments being made by Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump, I mean, sure, they don't completely agree, but there's a lot of agreement on issues like trade. There's a lot of issues on tech. There's a lot of issues that are similar on Wall Street and the way the Wall Street gets paid with the you know, carried interest. Trump and Bernie Sanders, I think both 
argued that should be repealed. And so there are similarities, not entirely, but there are some similarities, and that is the rise of populism on both the right and the left. So it's interesting to see if politicians can do something that would benefit the very rich or if a lot if the rise of these factions are going to be like no no no, you do that you're out of office and so will this stand that's the big question this has happened before the question is not is this going to be implemented it's 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 going to going to be implemented but will it last or is there going to be hey no, no, no never mind or are we going to extend it and make it longer keep an eye on it because there's going to be a lot of political pressure, a lot of campaign do- donations on the line. And are these politicians going to be able to stand up to that? Because listen, as someone in the real estate industry, sure, I love the flood insurance program. But from a political standpoint, no, I don't think that we should be subsidizing these beach houses. No, I don't think I don't think anyone would agree with that. Does anyone think that we should be doing that? Absolutely not. And so should it increase immediately? No. But they're going to stagger it in. And then, we, we, yeah, there's no doubt that we're going to see beach houses. You know, I'm down here in Wilmington. And so Wrightsville Beach, yeah, I'm sure they're going to see some of those homes lose their value because people are going to go, whoa, I got to pay $10,000 a year for insurance when I was paying $700. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's going to probably impact the price a little bit. Just throwing that out there. And so we'll keep an eye on this and see if uh, this stays and moves forward or if for some reason. It doesn't get implemented. We'll keep an eye on it. All right. Before we run out of time, like I said, I mentioned inventory levels earlier. We got our latest data from the Census Bureau on new home sales. Now, we recently got some data on existing home sales from the National Association of Realtors, which, of course, fell in August. New home sales, according to the Census Bureau, they were up for the month of August. Month-over-month sales of new single-family homes were up 1.5%, and year-over-year, big jump, 24.3%. Now, defying other trends, well, in kind of, kind of defying trends, the August report showed that home prices were mixed and inventory saw a slight increase, even though you could argue that was mixed as well. So the median sales price of a new house sold in August 2021 saw a tiny, tiny increase. The median price was 390900 That is 0.1% up from the previous month. The average sale price was down slightly, also very, very slightly, to 443200 That is a 0.6% decline. So not really statistically significant. Now, inventory levels actually increased slightly. Now, this is actually somewhat significant when you're looking at inventory. Uh, Even though existing home levels, we saw those numbers fall, the inventory levels for new homes, according to the Census Bureau, increased almost 3% to 378,000. However, because the sales rate increased, the other metric that is used, and that is how many months of supply that you currently have, that actually fell to 6.1 months from last month that was 6.2. So even though the number went up because the sales rate increased, how many months of a supply using that metric actually fell? But this all goes back to the TikTok video. I mean, 378,000 homes and we're seeing, yeah, a little bit of an increase, but we're still at historic lows. Just 
Once again, where are they finding these homes to buy that <laughs> they're they're underpaying for? God, I love that TikTok video. It's so bad. I mean, it's like it like the 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 info is so bad, and everyone just ran with it on Twitter. It was just amazing, and TikTok, of course, is where. And that guy's a real estate agent. Does he think he's going to get business out of that? I don't know. Maybe I don't. I guess what do they say? No publicity is bad publicity. I guess that guy is. He's ticking off. He's he's ticking off um, Zillow. I can't imagine that's a good move if you're a real estate agent. All right, we got to go. You guys enjoy your Monday. I'll see you back here Tuesday morning. Whoa, that was the longest show I have ever recorded here on Markets and Mortgages. I'll see you Tuesday. And remember, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. <laughs> <laughs>